All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, welcome back to another episode. And joining me today, we've got what the masses are kind of calling here, the MVP of Challenge Global, Miss Kellyanne. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. How are you doing? How's 2023 treating you? Fast. It's been really fast. Fast. Wasn't we're halfway yeah. through it, aren't we? Yeah. It's like it's light panic moment. when you said that. Just light panic. Um, yeah, it's just been really, really fast. And good. It's been fine. Mm -hmm. How about you? How's your 2023? Listen, I can't complain. You know, I, no. it's like you said, it's going fast. Like I kind of just blink and it's already um, June. So um, yeah. Just kind of seeing where where life blows me, where um, the wind blows me, I should say. Um, yeah, but I talked to you obviously off the recording, and I said how our original chat was actually in November of 2020. So this was like prior to your comeback for All Stars. Just putting it to perspective, um, how long it's how, how long ago it's been. Um, and I remember during that original chat, you weren't totally sold yet on like if you were going to be returning. Like you were on the fence about the whole thing. Two years later, though. Now that you've kind of done, what is it, four, three or four seasons? Three. Three. Um, how are you feeling about your decision to come back? Have you mm -hmm. been fulfilled or where mm -hmm. are you at now? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked me. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I've actually have done now in the last two years as many challenges I had, as I had done ever before. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really, really happy I came back. I would say that it... I would not have come back if it wasn't the situation that I was able to return to. So when Mark, you know, asked me to do All Stars, um, I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. And he, you know, was like, it's backyard games. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, but it was really fun, and it was kind of this old school without the, like, corrupt part of it. And um, it was just really nice, and it's a lot shorter you know, then three months, I, it just, it, as an adult, it's really hard to take off three plus months of your life. So, you know, six weeks is already hard enough. So that was the perfect amount of time. Um, and even though it wasn't all pleasant, the last three seasons that I've done, it's been very rewarding. Um, made a lot of good friends, saw a lot of old friends. And yeah, it's just been really great. It's been very fulfilling in my life, kind of, I always said that, it would be nice if they did a challenge for adults because like in your twenties, it's like, everything's exciting. Everything's right. new. Um, everything was just like, no matter what I did, it was cool. You know, I was like, this is just so much fun. Just I get to be outside, you know, there's mm -hmm. no curfew. Uh, and then in my thirties, it was like, Oh, it's kind of getting redundant, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's like having a challenge. It's, it's, it's really great. I think it's, I think it's, in some way, if we could all do a form of the challenge for our brains as we get older, it'd probably be really good. <laughs> Not easy on the bodies, but if we did something in that form, it'd be good. What would you say was the driving force when it came to coming back? Like, were you just looking to kind of get a new experience out of it? Or, like, was it maybe a competitive side of you that forced you to come back? What was it maybe? Where's your headspace at? Yeah, no, I don't think it was the competitive side just because I hate to fail and so then I don't, which is quite competitive, so then I just don't like to try. Um, and I didn't feel like I was good enough to win, so I was, that wasn't it. Um, it was, it was the, just that I said, just figuring out that, you know, they had like this version with people in an older age group and 
hopefully a little more mature, <laughs> not fully, but you know, a little better. And just kind of being around those fun games and those challenges, like not comp competition necessarily against others, but just like for myself. And then, you know, obviously having Mark push me was a big part of it. Too. Mm. And I'm sure you've noticed since um, obviously being back and being on three seasons since you've returned, um, the, the show has definitely taken on like a bit of a shift since like you originally done it. Like when you came off and did Real World Sydney and then your first two seasons of the show back in the day, I'd say it was more of like a 50 balance between like social interaction and like the personalities and getting to know the cast members because you obviously were introduced to them on Real World and such. Um, and then now I would say it's probably about 75% competition, 25% social. Um, wh where is like your headspace in terms of back in the day with doing the challenges versus like now? Is, is there certain aspects about back in the day that you miss? And is there maybe some things about now that you're like, oh, I actually kind of like this better? You have unique questions. Um, thank you. And heads up, you're going to see me grab my nose a lot. I feel like I'm going to sneeze or blow my nose. It's not really coming out. It just <laughs> It's this weird weather here in California. So if I'm doing that. Bear with her, guys. It's itchy. <laughs> um, and my eyes are a little burning. Um, yeah, I, I think it depends on the particular season, really, to say if it's more social or not. You know, a lot of them are mm -hmm. set up differently um it's always social in some way like you said um i would say all stars three had a lot of very social aspects especially like um game for game so they kind of helped even it out with like having certain people who could be in the voting group so that helped with like not just having overall numbers whereas like um what i just do World Championship, they had more like that was all really numbers. Mm -hmm. um, so that was quite social. But at the same time, with All-Stars 3, if you can remember like the second half of the season, it was like every particular game, it would be like if you don't have the numbers, you were kind of screwed. So um, it, still, it still was probably 50-50, <laughs> not 80-20 in my opinion. But um, I don't know. I, I really don't know in the past – if I, I missed too much about that, I really didn't enjoy the way the dynamics were um, from the seasons that I did with people. I didn't like their overall demeanor as, as humans. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not saying I love their demeanor now, but I feel like people are being held more responsible for how they act, how they treat women or others, and um, it's, it's a better atmosphere for me. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I do wish they would show more of the fun that we have on the show, and they kind of did that a lot more with All-Stars than they have on the regular seasons. But I, I feel like people miss that. Like, there's so many fun things that you guys don't get to see that we do, and just kind of like the small the small stuff. And I know it's a, it's a preference thing, because a lot of people are like, we just want the competition. We want to make sure we see this and this and this each episode, but like... If not that, then at least have, like, a section at the end where it's bloopers, you know? Because for someone who likes comedy like myself, like, I feel like that's a crucial part of, like, what old school had that, like, either they don't necessarily show. And also, I don't feel like the new kids all have that same personality that they chose from the old, old uh, older seasons. So um, I do miss that. 
but not necessarily the game aspect. I think I it's better now. I think that's why a lot of people gravitated towards you on this most recent season of World Championships because that's been like a thing that I've seen recently with some of the recent seasons, especially over on the flagship, is people miss sort of like the old spunk like of the personalities of the cast members that were coming off of Real World back in the day. And then just like the overall like game moves that were made. Like you weren't afraid to put yourself out there and make game moves to advance yourself Whereas maybe on the flagship, a lot of the people play it more safe. And yeah. Yeah. And it's a, you, you know, you'll have people say different things. Like, in some ways, it's good to play safe, but then people are playing stupid. Like, they're playing in the beginning, being like, oh, no, like, we'll just wait till we get halfway, and then we'll start making big moves. And it's like, if you wait till halfway, you're not going to be able to make any big moves, mm -hmm. usually depending on the season. But it's usually how it always goes. So it's like... I don't know if people just really want to just get the paycheck and make their every week and just be there longer, or they're actually trying to win. But if they're trying to win, they need to make the big moves right from the start. Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned back during our original chat that you no longer drank. Uh, does that still ring true with now being... Well, I drink. I drink. Yo, you do. Not often. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not often. Um, I prefer... Um, other ways to expand my mind, but I I do drink a little bit, not much on the shows. I like tequila. They don't really let us have tequila, which is good because I like tequila. Um, but like at home and stuff, like I'll have like and like sometimes I'll let us have it. Like on All Stars three before the final, I'm, we got tequila, which I didn't need because even by the time we did the final, I was still so inflamed from all my health issues it was just not mm -hmm. my best decision even though it wasn't the next day technically that we did the file um so for me alcohol just doesn't sit well in my body and i don't like losing my inhibition and i don't like just all over what it does but i also think that there is a time and a place to have a good drink if you can handle it um but it is poison and we are all poisoning ourselves more drinking so there's this balance right <laughs> And that's obviously a vastly different thing, too, from back when you were originally on the show, like the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> they, they made it too extreme, though. Like, they're so extreme. Like, back in the day, like, on the island, they wouldn't give us any food. We had, like, endless amounts of, like, white rice, but they didn't give us any real food. Mm -hmm. And then they would give us, like, all the alcohol we wanted. I, I'm pretty sure it was the whole season, but they might have halfway through just had it at a certain time period. But it was, like, all day long, we had endless amounts of booze, like brown liquor. And then when one of the guys, you know, washed up on, on the shore from the ocean, he, he doesn't drink anymore. He had an alcohol problem. We all have an alcohol problem. Every person in the world has an alcohol problem in some form. But, um, cause it's but um, you know, that's when they started to, like, slowly change it. And then, you know, more things would happen. And they'd take out something else. And then Tanya snuck in vodka in her water bottle on ruins, and so they started dyeing the vodka, you know, and it's like, well, for some reason, they still let us have vodka as long as it's dyed and wine and beer, and I'm like, first off, all gluten, all inflammatory, second off, all downers, it's like the only one that's a semi-upper is tequila, so I just don't, don't really understand that, but it'd be nice if, like, we went to a country where drugs were legal, they would, like, let, like, if we did Amsterdam, they were just like, it's legal, have <laughs> that would fun, be I'm crazy. <laughs> hope they do that. They won't. But I they had a reunion in Amsterdam for one of the most recent uh, flagship 
reunions. They just oh, had yeah? that. that was in Amsterdam, but I don't think they've done an actual season in Amsterdam. I don't. With, so with like fifty to sixty year olds, they were like, "All right, you guys can handle Amsterdam." <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that, that that'd be uh, something they might have to consider. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm like just all stars. Let's just all stars do have like tequila and fun stuff. We don't have to have all the seasons do it, you know. But mm. we should be able to handle our alcohol at this point. Um, they're a little more lenient with us, but. Yeah, they're really strict. Um, and then when you go to the bars, like, you have to pay for your own alcohol. <laughs> so it's so dumb. You're just, like, they force you to go to the bar, and then they're like, and you got to pay for your own drinks. You're just like, oh, okay. So That was that was another thing, and I always talk about this with cast members around the time of, you know, the Isle and the Ruins, or even just earlier uh, seasons than that. It was like you guys were essentially putting your life stories out on public TV, but like the compensation back then for like the aftermath of what you guys had to like deal with, like in the r- real world after that, like didn't really quite add up. If you get yeah, like, you mean like for how much we were getting paid, for how much it was affecting our lives. Yeah, like both mentally and then personally. I would say that's the same today. Really, for sure. I mean, you still have people who are you know whether it's editing or like this last season on um, episode two or three, one or two or three one of the beginning episodes you know they made me look like absolutely crazy like i was losing my mind and like i wasn't you know they have a scene where i'm like on the ground just like (laughs) and really i was on the ground looking at all the stuff in my luggage that i had to pack up and i was just like oh this sucks i gotta pack a lot of shit up you know and they're like we'll just show that but not show her luggage and it'll look like she's losing her mind you know or like like me like going around saying all these different things but like not showing every time where I was, like, totally okay with people saying my, you know, like, not showing the whole story, so you have, like, this one look, and if I was to go apply for the job, and they saw this thing, they might be like, that girl can't handle pressure, you know, who knows, and, Mm -hmm. like, there's obviously worse things happen to many other people, where, depending on editing, or just putting yourselves out there, and it is what happened, you could really jeopardize your future, and I would say you don't get like, our pay has changed and has gone up since then, but not as far as inflation goes, like, not much. And we get paid, you got paid a lot more back then to do appearances and stuff. And then right. you got a lot of, like, gear, and then there weren't, like, a hundred other or a thousand other reality shows that you're competing with. So you're quite famous, like, all things considered. And so you would get a lot more from that. Now, if you could just have that many reality shows and then also have social media where you can bank off your social media, that'd be cool. But, like, I feel like most of the people who make a lot of money now are the ones who do a lot on their social media, which isn't really compensation from the show as much as it is from their own, like, hard work. Right. Yeah. It was, like, MySpace, I think, was the thing for you <laughs> when you were coming yeah. off <laughs> Yeah. I remember trying to explain to people being, like, it's, like, MySpace, and then you have your space. And, like, <laughs> you know, they were, like, oh. Alright, you know, and like Tila Tequila was really cool. And Facebook was like only for people in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like your treatment, like from your fellow peers, has been much better since like your original shows? Because obviously, I mean, your first two, I mean, that goes without saying. Like, those are two tough seasons to debut on. Do you feel like, you know, like the camaraderie for you personally has been much better than your first go-around? Mm, you mean like my fan base? Well, like, just, no, like, within the circle of the challengers, like, your fellow Oh, athletes. yeah. Yeah, I would say, so. well, I mean, 
depends again on the season. Look at All Stars three. I mean, I had every single girl except for like Naya and sometimes John A being well at the time I thought John A being like my friend and mm-hmm. every other person halfway through the season because Melinda had left. I mean, like Kendall had left. Everyone who might have been okay, Tina and Jemmy, like they weren't on my side, but they weren't like the worst. And like they had slowly like left, so it was like. If you look at, like, I had all the guys still were my friends, but, like, even then, it was, like, Jordan and I hadn't really gotten to know each other yet. I hadn't experienced Jordan yet, and so you don't see it on the show, luckily, but, like, him and I butt heads, like, for sure. Um, later, you know, the next season, we got on great, but this was, we were butting heads. I, I hadn't figured out how he spoke sometimes, and so... I, like, I remember having to be, like, really quiet when, like, I would want to, like, react because if I didn't, I knew that, like, even if I was right, like, in past seasons when, like, say, on the island or the ruins, I would, like, not be quiet, and I don't regret that at all, um, I would make the whole house hate me, but it was, like, fuck you guys, you guys can see that these people suck, and they're treating me shitty, and they're treating you shitty, and, like, I'm going to say something not, I don't need to be liked. Whereas like on all stars three, I was like, you don't need to say shit. You don't, it doesn't matter if you're right. Just stay fucking quiet. As long as they're not bullying anybody, like just stay quiet. And I think that's part of the reason that I have maybe a better situation with some of them is just because I learned to stay quiet. And I mean, back in the day, there was no, there was no way I was going to stay quiet. If that happened today. I still wouldn't stay quiet, but you know, my point is, is that, yeah, it's gotten a little better, but I would say it's still very dependent on the cast and how, how people treat you, you know, like, and how you react to them. If I would have freaked out on John A on this last season, like, and I did not freak out on John A, in my opinion, like, that was so chill, (laughs) like, so chill, so chill. Um, so, like, if I would have actually, like, confronted her in like front of people being like hey are you talking about me and like making up lies saying I attacked you and blah 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 like it could have gone really well for me but it could have gone where everyone's like ugh you're making the house uneasy you know like there was a lot to it so um it's it's really just dependent um it's very easy for people to choose because they need to find someone to put in right so it's like if you make it easy for them to to pretend to dislike you mm-hmm. and they really do like you, they're going to do that. Like, look what happened with Kendall on All-Stars 1 and All-Stars 3. I mean, she was an angel, but people had reason to come up with to dislike her. You know, like, oh, you purposely didn't jump off this thing. I mean, like, just made up stuff. And then yeah. it was an easy reason for them to all dislike her. So I don't think that's really changed. I feel like I have made a lot more friends over the years because I've, I've done more of these and like back in the day when I did the shows, it was kind of the same people I did them with. So it was like, it made sense that I didn't make new friends. I was with the same people in every season. Mm-hmm. What, where was like the initial, um, Genesis of yours and Kendall's relationship? Like how did that, on, first, yeah. On all on stars, stars uh, one. Yeah. I have been told by Tori, um, Tori number one, that, uh, that, she, I was going to like her, and then, um, but you never know, I, I mean, I didn't like half of Tori's friends, so I was like, well, we'll see, and then, um, 
and then I met her and she was so nice. And like my luggage was lost the first six. We were in quarantine on that one. So my luggage was lost. And like she like messaged me like right away and was like, it called me my called my room, was like, what do you need? I got this, I got this, I got that. And I was like, oh my God, like I didn't even ask for help. Like, thank you so much. Um, so it was just like she, I could tell she was very thoughtful. And then we get in the house and like I remember my first interview feeling so silly because they were like, Well, who do you think? What do you think of this person? What do you think of that person? Every single person. I was like, They're great, they're great, they're awesome, they're great. I love them all. You know, and they're probably just like, Oh my god, Kellyanne, like have an opinion other than they're all great. But I felt that way. And then um it was pretty early on that like I started like Kendall was like, I don't think these girls like me, you know, and I was like, You are in your head. Like everyone loves you. What are you talking about? You're wonderful. And then like it was like the next day that I started hearing whispers of people being like, mm, no, no. And I was like, you know, so I, I, I asked one of them, I said, you know, like, why? Like, maybe I'm missing something. Like, what's going on? And they explained the reason. It was so mm, mean girly mm-hmm. that I was just like, all right, um, now I feel extra protective of Kendall because you guys are just being dicks. Because, again, maybe they don't understand her. Sometimes when people are so kind and so amazing, it might come across as fake to some people. It might irritate them. I think maybe subconsciously, even like myself, when certain people like seem to have a higher moral compass than I do, I start to feel like maybe inadequate subconsciously. So there's reasons, you know? And so I think that just like seeing her good heart and nature and she got stressed out. And I understand like those things can be irritating, especially if they're in the room with her. So like I can see just like I can be irritating to people and I can understand how yeah. um, we all can. Uh, don't say yeah so quickly. Um, but I I also was just like, come on, just because it might not be the person that you call to eat, you know, popcorn with and watch movies doesn't mean that you can't like them, you know. And so anyways, that's when we started our bond. And yeah, and that's your answer. <laughs> and you were both simultaneously into yoga, right? Or did one put... Yeah. No, no, I've been doing yoga since I was 19-ish, 20. Wasn't good back then. And then um, I got really into yoga in 2010. And that's when I got certified. And she's been in... I don't know how long she's been in it, but she's been in it for at least 10 years, probably. She's really good at knowing exactly how her body is structured. And, like, because we're both, like, hypermobile. We can, like, flop Mm -hmm. out of place. And it really can cause a lot of problems it has for me and her... Um, so she's like, I watch her and she's so good at knowing her structure. So she's, she's great to do it with because she really understands yeah. the body. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. When you kind of share a similar interest with somebody and you're able yeah. to you know, bounce ideas. Well, and I think, I think just having the interest of like feeling a lot of feelings and caring about people to an extent that could be not great for us. I think we have a lot of, a lot of that in common too, being small and strong. Mm-hmm. With the dynamic with John A. now that we saw on Global, did any of it, like, carry over from All-Stars 3? Yeah. Or it did? Oh. Yeah, and that's why you'll see a scene when we're, like, when she's saying we're, like, in cahoots. She's, like, let's just let go of everything that happened on the last season, you know, because um, I think she knew, well, she did know at that point that I was a little uneasy with her from all-stars three like i had been warned after all-stars two that you know she had played a certain way and i i just don't like to hear other people's stories i was like i'll just give her a chance i don't i don't want to hear but you know I, okay noted but i'm not going to take it with me mm-hmm. and then on all-stars three it was very clear she was working both sides pretty early on but i like didn't know to the extent and i 
I was just like, okay, like we all have to protect ourselves and I get it. Like, um, but then it was kind of getting out of hand. And then when I watched, you know, and then I protected her even when it was really, it could have been really bad for me when Sylvia went in. Cause like, they were pretty much like, if you protect us, then, and put John A in, we're going to pick John A either way is what they said. They're like, we're going to pick John A either way. So you should just say John A and that way we'll pretty much not be terrible to you if, if we come back. And, um, and it was, you know, and then, and then it went from that to like, or Ronnie. Um, and I, I was like, no, I'm going to choose you guys. And if you want to choose John A, that's your choice. Actually, I, I portrayed it as, um, well, John A is really strong and she's, I was like helping her out so much. I was like, well, she's really, really good. And she's really, really strong. So if you guys want to choose her, like, that's great for me. Like, get her out, go ahead. And, you know, then they didn't choose her because they were like, oh. I knew they probably wouldn't. I didn't think they would choose Naya. I honestly thought they were going to choose one of their own treehouse girls. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, so it was like I protected her to a, in the very end of the game where it was like it was crucial for my game to make it to the final. And I didn't need to do that. And then I watched her talk bad about me for no reason um, with Kayla. And, and it was just like it was hurtful because, like, I actually – am like we are friends outside the show so i was like oh you know and then she messaged me and apologized a bunch but like even the apology kind of seemed like well i'm really really sorry but if you don't accept it well fuck you you know and i was kind of like you know like oh, so this, oh okay, this was so prior to global to the yeah yeah you know she was like oh i'm sorry talk bad about you i'm chameleon you know i'm like okay you know I i've talked about people before just like not like that not like that but I have said things with my friends where afterwards I'm like, I didn't have to be that rude. Like, why'd I do that? You know? So I'm like, okay. But then even her apology was like, oh, but it was so long ago. But I'm like, but we are the same exact friends we were then. And I haven't seen it yet. So like, can't you just let me choose if I, like, I hadn't even said if I was like going to forgive her or not. It was more just like, so sorry, but also, you know, and, uh, and so uh, it hurt my feelings, especially after everything I had done for her. And so going into global, I was like, we'll just see how she is. I'll keep my eyes open. And then the very like first or second day before we had chosen partners, you know, she had asked, um, and this has been talked about in other podcasts, but she had, um, asked like in front of some of the other ladies on the um, show that were new, they were, she was like, have I ever lied to you? And I was like, what a weird thing to like say to me. Like, I wasn't going to go around talking about that about you, but like now you're asking me to vouch for you when I actually am still waiting to find out how you actually are you know and so i was like i'm not gonna put my name and be like yeah guys never lied to me when like i heard she was awful to people on all stars 2 and then i saw what she did to me on all stars 3 and i was like well um you know i don't really want to talk about this in front of people and that is when i you know we discussed it later and she was like that's when i was like fuck she might be like targeting me so she kind of came into it worried that like i was gonna blow up her spot and i wasn't i just wasn't gonna tell everyone a bunch of shit that wasn't true. <laughs> um, and so it, it, I think from that moment on, it was a little messy and I was hoping that's why I, when I was so emotional, I was really hoping that it was like so early on in the season, there was no reason to have put me in. Even if everyone hated me, it was just like first move. It was so early on, you know, like to just do something so stupid was so stupid. Um, but I was really hopeful because my feelings had been hurt for so long that I felt like it was her way of showing me like that we really were friends and I hold my friends so close to my heart and I truly do still love John A. And so, um, 
it just hurt. It really hurt. And so then when she <laughs> took it back, I was just like, well, my heart doesn't hurt anymore. Now my heart is dead and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I mean, if there's any silver lining here, it's that if there's ever like, you know, a rival season of any kind, yeah. you two would be quite the, quite the formidable duo. I know. I could do rivals with her. I could do rivals with bananas. Yeah, another one too. How would you characterize your dynamic with him? Because I feel like you guys have kind of had like such a real, like you know, dynamic yeah. with each other since the beginning. Yeah. Like you started out as you know, kind of enemies, and then when you came back around the time of Bloodlines, you guys sort of were mm. starting to like move on a good path, and then this most recent one kind of seemed to dip back down a little bit. So, uh, how would you kind of? Characterized. Oh, you know, I would say a roller coaster is a good answer. Um, actually, when I first met him, I thought, you know, we're friends, you know, whatever. But he has a lot of friends. We have a lot of, we do these shows, you get a lot of friends, that happens. Um, but then on the island, our first season, you know, he said my name without like even a heads up. And I just thought, like, it's fine if you say my name, but like, I considered you someone I liked and to just be like, Kellyanne, you know, I was like, fuck off, you know. And then he was talking all this shit to Evelyn and then. I started sticking up for her, so I started to stick to me, and and I just like, yeah. At that point, I was just like, I don't like trashy people, so I don't really care for you. Um, and then you know, he grew up a lot, and he learned. Um, and then on Bloodlines, my cousin and him became really close. It's not that I felt like I could trust him; I didn't. Um, but I was like, all right, well, you guys can you can stay cool with him. I. I you know, probably would have gone and helped out Kara before him, but yeah. I was just waiting to see what happened because honestly, Kara was kind of exhausting too. Like, I had just met her and she was just like a big stress ball. And so, like, when I'd see like these little happy moments of Kara, I'd be like, oh my God, like, that crossing's really nice. Like, but I don't know her yet, you know? Yeah. And then, like, the rest of the time, she'd just be like, Wah! and I just, and then her cousin was like, probably, because I got to know her cousin after Bloodlines on Rivals. And so, I saw a totally different side of him, you know, and he was like, this is so much more light with you as my partner, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, probably, and so I got to see a different side of him, whereas, like, he had a lot of pressure, um, and, you know, he, you know, whatever, he, he rubbed me wrong on bloodlines, in fact, I thought, when I went to Rivals, I was like, I'm just gonna go home the first week, you'll get paid nothing, I'll get paid my guarantee, and you'll just have to fuck, you know, fuck off, you know, right. um, I was like totally prepared. I was like, I'm not gonna sit by this guy in the plane. If he's my partner, I'm gonna go home first. I'll get paid my guarantee. He'll get fucked, and I'll win. You know. Um, but then he ended up being great. So we and you know me and Car are actually really close now too. Yeah. But on the shows, it's a different experience. And so with bananas, it was like I was kind of up in the air with it. Um, my cousin loves him and his his cousin. And then on Rivals, it was like. I felt really close to his cousin Vince and um, not super close, but like I considered them friends. And then him and Sarah like put me in and they just put me in unnecessarily. They like put me in while insulting my team being like, oh, they suck, you know? And it was like, no, we actually were second on the last thing. Like we're actually pretty good. So um, that it was like, it's always like this like friendship that I think we have. And then he betrays me. And so, um, on this, you know, and then over the years, like, I'd love to party with them. We have a great dynamic outside of the shows. Um, if I, you know, had a friend, I wouldn't suggest dating him. But, um, you know, I like him as a human. 
and I have fun with him a lot. And then, um, and then on this one, it was like, I didn't think he was coming after me and he wasn't, but it was also pretty clear, like he wasn't going to protect me at all. I mean, like we all saw how he voted and he didn't just vote like that in the beginning. It was like, when I asked him like, Hey, like, how are we voting? I'm asking him. And he's like, I don't know. I haven't talked to my partner yet. And I'm like, like, everyone's like, oh, you were so stressed out. And I'm like, no, I had, like, five minutes or less to, like, eat my food, shower, which I didn't shower, and uh, and have conversations. So, like, I was like, that was what you were seeing. It was, like, frantically having to rush after a full day of working out and driving. So I'm sitting here, like, like eating my food, being like, so what's the plan? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, then I know what the plan is. I'm right. the fucking plan. I get it. Um, don't insult me, though, you know? Like, mm -hmm. that's annoying. Um... And by acting like I don't understand what's happening. And so, you know, I had at that time told like Naya and Amber and Darrell and every, like, hey, say my name. Like, you don't have the numbers to protect me. Just say my name, you yeah. know. Um, and that was all fine. It was, I didn't tell Wes, but I knew he was going to. He should have asked me, but I would have told him to say my name as well. Um, but with Bananas, it was like then the next week he's like, look, you know, you know, giving his little speech before we do nominations. And he's like, we all kind of just like to stick to the same name we've already said. And I'm just like, no, you're kind of like rooting for me to be said, you know, like, I know he doesn't think about it like that, but he would be furious if the tables were turned and I was doing that to him. Yeah. Furious. Furious. And so, like, even like in that moment when he was going to say my name, I was like, so are you okay with me saying your name? And he's like, Ugh, Kellyanne, no. Like, and I was just like, okay godfather like i guess you're the new godfather like i can't sit you know okay so um but then later you know i had gone to him like because i would have worked with him if he would have worked with me i would have worked with him and um because i actually trust like i trust bananas to an extent like i see he is a lot more loyal to his guy friends but from what i've seen in the, i don't know about the more recent stuff like he'd probably be loyal to like tori and stuff i think but like back in the day like I would see him like screw over his girlfriends like Paula, but then not other guys people. So like, um, I'm not saying I would super trust him, but I trusted him more than I trusted John A at that point, you know? So when uh, Jody was like, hey, like I trust, I know you don't trust John A. I'm like, I know you shouldn't trust John A because she's actually my friend. So if I can't trust her, honey, you can't trust her. Um, and so I would have rather worked with Bananas and he kind of did talk to me about something you didn't see it on the show but he, him and i did have some discussions in the middle of the game about how we were doing the votes um you know it was my idea to put in like um yes and emily with john a and uh what's his face and then it got to the um it got to the cat's tie so then you know Darrell ended up getting to choose with kiki but um you know that was me i was the one like hey because I, I knew they wanted to put in jordan and they wanted so i was like and hey, it's not that I thought that Jordan wasn't going to be good to get rid of at some point. It's that Jordan and I were cool. And I also, like I knew Jordan had bigger numbers. So it was important to either get rid of his numbers or get rid of um, him. But it's all, it's an all numbers game, right? So I was like, at some point I need to, but like his, he's still a number for me right now. So it wasn't, and I love Cass. So I was like, this is, anyway. So, um, yeah. So my answer with Johnny is it's been complicated, but I don't, really trust him and I hope he can understand like if he would have come to me and come up with an idea for this last one of like um we can do this we can do that 
I would have I would have worked with them. But instead, Tori came up to me, and I told Tori and Casey that I wasn't going to vote with them. And they could have told Bananas, but they didn't. And uh, Sarah then later asked me, like, hey, are you going to vote with me? And I later told her, like, no, I'm, I'm not. I can't. And, and she could have told Bananas, but she didn't. So, um, yeah, I feel like if he should be mad at anybody, it wouldn't be me. But. Right. That move with getting him sent home was, like, the premier move of the season. Everybody. Yeah. Wait, did it feel like that? Like, did you know, like, in that split moment, like, oh, this is going to be a big deal? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Uh, we had, you know, Jody, my, my alliance was completely secure the moment that John A left. So I had kind of started to make my feels with certain people. I knew who was, like, already my friendships and then where people were standing. Um, and I, yeah, there's always room, right? You lose one person, you gain in another. So, like, I, I adored, you know, hanging out with Jordan and Kaz. And actually, I really enjoyed Tori. And then, and I would have worked with Bananas. But there was, like, dynamics. And I, but I had my core four. And that was, you know, uh, Amber and her partner, Troy, who I love. And then we – and one, Naya was already gone because I love Naya. But she was already gone. Jody and Ben Hogg, obviously – and then Darrell and Kiki, obviously, and then us. And so, uh, and then Casey and um, her partner, Ben, were kind of like, in the background, they were kind of like this make possible vote. So we were kind of like seeing where they were at. And I know Casey and Amber had a thing. So I was like, okay, I see where everything's kind of lying. Um, but when Jody was, had made a promise to John A, so when John A left, that was secure. And it was like, okay, I can't back out of this, even if you guys are a stronger team, like, I can't, I told them I had their back. I'm not going to take it away now. Mm -hmm. So um, it would have worked out perfectly. I honestly, <laughs> it was, it, it would have worked out perfectly. But we had, as soon as Bananas left, it was like the curse of Bananas. We had two of our closest people be sick and go home. Um, and then how it worked out that we won, which actually hurt us in that situation. And then our other number ones lost. It was like, what the fuck? Like we had all the numbers. We literally right. had people coming to us and being like, how can we get on your side? Right before that. And it was like, go home, go home, give Troy to another team that's kind of helping out Tori now. And then you guys, when they lose, now you're going to have to go against your, your two people are going to have to go against each other. Then one of them goes home and then your number one team now loses again. And it's like, mm -hmm. what the fuck was the likelihood of that? And then even if we would have won that elimination, like, which I'm always like, oh, we are so fucking close. It was only those long, stupid ones that were just – we were ahead by so much, except for that stupid long one took us 30 minutes. It was, like, over an hour-long thing, and that one particular piece, those pieces, two pieces that were just straight, took us over 30 minutes because our height difference was a, a foot apart. So I couldn't get tall enough. He couldn't get, like, low enough, and it was just, like, impossible for us to do. Mm -hmm. And so they had been working on the puzzle a while by the time we actually – got our last piece there we probably had like 10 seconds so um <laughs> it was insane um but it, i think about it, i'm like oh wow we were so fucking close and then i'm like but then we would have just gone into the next one because on the next challenge you have uh was it who won first oh right you had jordan and kaz and kaz told theo the answer and jordan told tori the answer and so then they so every other team had the answers. And so, of course, the team who didn't have the alliance got screwed. And mm -hmm. it was like, 
that's where you start to go, okay, that might be cheating, but at the same time, they didn't separate everybody. So, and they didn't change the game. Like they didn't change the questions. So like the math problem. So it's like, if production didn't want them to cheat, then why wouldn't they have had them separated? Or why wouldn't they have had, um, why wouldn't they have them separated? Or why wouldn't they have had like different questions? You know, they just, they didn't. So mm -hmm. I don't know if it was just a fail in production, which is possible. They don't think about things sometimes, but like, you know, they're going to tell each other. So they obviously weren't really protecting all the teams. It was kind of, again, it was a, it was a numbers game even then. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of getting a taste of what, what the flagship basically is like with this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of an all-stars three as well. Well, well, to to a certain extent, now that you mention that, but I think it's funny that you say that because a lot of the newer people on All Stars Three were essentially like flagship cast members. If you look, mm, at, that's if true, you look yeah. at the landscape, I mean, you had Jordan, Kayla, Sylvia, who had all just basically recently yeah. been on the flagship season, so it was like a mixture yeah. of both. Um, yeah. Were Were you given any feelers in recent years to possibly make the jump back to the flagship? No, you know what? They have um, not even brought up to me that they would even consider having me back on a flagship. Wow. Which is interesting. Yeah, I would have thought maybe that at least gotten like the initial phone call. Um, but maybe they've heard my podcast. I've always said every single time I will not do I will not do a flagship show. I just won't do it. Well, it's too long. And it's, it's not too fucking long. And it's not in your best interest, too, because, I mean, just logistically speaking, you'd basically almost be fighting a losing battle when it comes to, like, the numbers already, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what the show is. If I'm working with people like Bananas, if, like, Bananas is my partner, then no. Or mm -hmm. if Tori's my partner somehow, um, wink, wink, I love that, um, then no, it, that way I would be doing great, right? But, you know, um, and actually, I'm really cool with most of the new kids. Like, when I talk to all the kids that, like, start off these shows, like, I think they people really see, like, hey, she's a strong competitor. She understands the game. She's been around and done this a lot. And I don't fuck people over. So people like to work with me because they know that they can trust me, which is why a lot of the time you'll see people want to go against Wes or you'll see people want to probably now go against John mm -hmm. A or different things because they're going to go, well, they've proven that like their word means nothing. So why would we trust them? It's not like it's, they're lying to random people. I don't know about Wes. I know Wes, the new kids, like maybe his old friends, he won't do that too, obviously. But like with the new kids, you see him season after season be like working two sides. People don't, people start to watch and they go, well, we don't want to work with someone who does that. So I think, I think I could actually do pretty well just because people know that like if I tell you you have my I mean there's always going to be parts in the game where like they change it up and you can't keep your word I haven't had that situation but I know it's possible but your intention is there it's not like you're going in trying to not keep your word you know what I mean mm -hmm. and I and I, I think I have talked to a lot of people from the flagship show and I know that they would actually like to work with me because they know they could trust me oh wow. um yeah, I mean, I'm strong and I'm not hard to, I'm, I'm, my numbers for doing eliminations is quite good. So, and I've never lost a, a challenge. Um, well, unless I had a team that lost the challenge, but I have never lost the challenge. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it is possible I do okay, depending on who my partner is, but it is really long. Um, and I guess if I was like really, in a certain mood or maybe my dog was 
God forbid, no longer around, or if I can bring my dog with me, the the older one, then I'd be okay. They should let us bring our dogs. Yeah, why not? Make it a... Like, yeah, if I pay for his travel and they, like, get all the shot stuff taken care of, and then, like, they, like, make sure they check, like, a couple, like, if they bring multiple dogs, they just, like, have only, like, a few, and I even pay a fee. Like, they should just let me bring my fucking dog. Yeah. I really love that. <laughs> well i think everybody's kind of waiting for you to kind of like they want you so badly to have that title as a quote-unquote champion and then you you look at the all-stars one obviously the ending you know you finish as tied with john a as like the top female getter but um that season unfortunately was kind of like a sole winner and we've seen seasons before have like sole winners and it's kind of like a double-edged sword because it's you know we've seen certain women win and then it's okay look like women can hang with the guys like they can compete with the guys but then in some other unfortunate spots like all-stars one um we see obviously you know one winner so it kind of so so it's, it's no it's so dumb it's so dumb because you know people can be like people like to like say things and think things without actually putting any thought into it so yeah if you're not thinking about anything sure yeah all fair guys and girls should compete against each other <laughs> whatever but um and you know they should also just compete in the olympics together and just like fuck it why not guy runners and girl runners just go in the olympics together and compete fuck it but like that's stupid and um it's because if we would have done the point system in the same way throughout all of All-Stars 1, then having one winner would have been fine. But to have us pair up all of day one, even the ending when we're like sleeping and like some of the guys like are like, like easy, like refusing to let Jemmy sleep, you know? And like, then all of a sudden the next day they're like, all right, everyone's all for themselves. And it's a foot race, double points, double fucking points for a fucking foot race. Yes, I'd be easy. I got pretty close to Alton, actually. I beat all the other females by like, I mean, insane number amount of time. Like I beat them by a ton and my cardio is not even that good. And so like, that's sure, that's possible, but I shouldn't have to work three times as hard to beat someone like, yes, just because I'm a female. I shouldn't have to do that. Right. So like, it is possible I could beat all the men if I was super, super amazing but I shouldn't have to be better than every other man to be able to like beat them in a race. That's like, I'm not asking them to show me like how much like they can have a baby or like, can they handle period cramps? Like that's not what we're asking of them. So like, I shouldn't have to do something that is genetically easier for a man. I'm also not on steroids. And even if I was on steroids, I wouldn't have the same abilities as a man naturally has the end that's science. So, yeah, there's certain things like it's kind of unrealistic to expect a woman to be able to keep up with a guy in a certain thing, but it's also, you know, possible. Yeah, it's, it's possible. possible. But that's not what we're talking about. But, we're talking yeah. about what is right. And if they thought it was right, then the Olympics wouldn't have men and women separated when it comes to things like this. Yes, I can beat some men, but I can't beat every man, even if I'm the best woman. Maybe mm -hmm. every man in our show, but not every man. And that's okay because I can do a lot of wonderful things that men can't do. And I don't feel like I need to like prove that. So I, I'm okay with one winner. You will hear people go, oh, well, this person beat. Yeah, we know. But what we're saying is I shouldn't have to be better as an athlete than they are as an athlete to beat them. There's right. just no, there's no arguing that.
should have been a guy winner and a girl winner, I think. Is or, do it. or they could have just had the point system stay the same. You have to go with a partner or it's not double the points. Even if it was not double the points, it would have been better. Like, it was just like, it was just insane. It was just insane. Yeah, right. At least keep it consistent, you know, yeah. the whole point thing. Um, I want to talk about the whole fight between you and Dunbar on the ruins because we we kind of glossed over it last time. But um, I was kind of curious. Um, how did how did you find out within the house that he was um, saying that you and him had? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was just some random, maybe Casey or someone random was just like, no, I thought you had sex with Dunbar, you know? And I was like, no, what do you mean? Why would you think that? You know, and like, Dunbar, I always knew was like dumb, but like, I was like, I still was like kind of quite friendly with him. Like I would talk to him on the phone all the time and like check in with him and not all the time, but like every few months I would be checking in with him and seeing how his life is. And like, I considered him like someone that I cared about. And to hear him like go around telling everyone that we slept together when like, now, even if we had, you don't need to go around telling everyone, but we hadn't. And I had already admitted to like way grosser things. Um, so it was just like to make up that we did uh, was pretty fucked up. Um, and at the time I thought we were adults. Like now looking back, I'm like, oh, we are still pretty young, you know, 24. Um, but you know, I, at 24, I was like, this is the kind of shit that happened in high school and when I was a virgin. And it was like, no one believed me when the guy said I slept with him. And so it like fucked me up in high school and I was a virgin, you know? And then when bad things did happen after that, I didn't tell anyone because no one believed me when I was a virgin. How are they going to believe me when I wasn't? And so it really triggered me as it should have. And, um, yeah, so so th at that point, that's, I didn't care. We were so bored in the house. Everyone already hated me anyways. I was like, you have, I have nothing to lose but than to make your fucking life a, a, a living hell until the day I leave or you leave, which I knew he leave first because I was always a better athlete than him. So I was like, you know, your time is short here, and once you're gone, we'll be better, and we were. And uh, yeah. I don't actually know how he's doing. I hope he's well. I would love to do a reunion with him just to see if he's grown up a little bit. I hope maybe he's done like therapy, preferably ketamine therapy, something to really unlock all of that fucked up shit in his head. Yeah. But um, later on, he tried to convince me that I forgot we had sex. So I was like, <laughs> I know we're like from the 90s. So it's like totally acceptable to think that you can just like fuck a girl when she's sleeping and that's like, okay. But um. Luckily, I was never alone with him when I was really fucked up, so I would have known. <laughs> but I was like, way to try to convince me that we fucked when I was passed out, weirdo. Like, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> so it makes it worse. It makes it a lot worse, yeah. yeah. But, like, that's the, that's the, God love him, that's the mentality. Again, he might have grown up since then. I don't know Dunbar today. This was, you know, he was a shithead. Obviously, he was a product also of our generation where that's how men were, a lot of men were told it was acceptable. It was acceptable to fuck women, they're passed out drunk. It's acceptable to lie about fucking women. It's acceptable to not believe women and call them a slut. If you're, if there's a picture that gets out of you naked, everyone can laugh at you even if you didn't make that picture available for everyone to see. Like these were the things in the time that I grew up in. So 
he was a product of what was wrong with that time. And luckily it's changed a lot. And as long as it's talked about, it will continue to get better. Do you know if Wes ever confronted him about that? Because at the time, I think you guys were together. So that naturally yeah, felt Wes like... was not in the house when we found out he was saying it. We don't, I don't think he, I don't, I don't even think that Dunbar wanted, I'm sure he was terrified of Wes. So, I mean, <laughs> it was funny though. I remember like Wes was like going to head to choose team going against Kahada or Dunbar. And I was like, choose Dunbar. And I, I think, I think. Wes thought I was trying to protect Kahada, which I was, of course, but I was also trying to protect Wes. I was like, Kahada's strong. I was like, this is one of those things where guys get their ego involved and, and, and they forget how to play the game. Like, sometimes Wes did forget how to play the game. And I was like, you know, you don't ever want to go against someone who's a whole lot bigger or a whole lot smaller than you because you don't know what the challenge is going to or the elimination is going to be. And so, like, being a lot smaller can be a huge benefit sometimes. And so you really want to choose someone who's closer to your size that you're more athletic than. And it was like, Dunbar was closer to his size and he was better at everything than him. So I was like, why not? Wes was better than everything than Dunbar. So I was like, why wouldn't you just go against someone who you're almost guaranteed to beat? Um, but I think he was like, oh, he's smaller and you used to date him. So fuck him. I'm going to go after him. And then he lost. And that was stupid. And and it was his first loss. was actually Oh, yeah. That was such a big moment, I remember. Hopefully a learning experience for him. Um, don't fuck with the little people. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that Dunbar probably didn't want Wes to hear that rumor until after Wes was gone because he would have definitely gone after him. Probably. Definitely. No, well, I... Wes knew I wasn't going to lie about it. He knew all my dirty secrets. I was very open about my dirty secrets. secrets. I mean, I call myself out on TV holding a bottle of wine. Like, I mean, it's just like, yeah. You know, there's that scene where I'm like, like, Darrell's like calling me a slut, which he's apologized for so many times unnecessary, sweet guy. Um, but he was trying to fuck with Wes. He put me under the bus and I come down there and I'm, I'm, I'm holding a bottle of wine and I'm like, middle of the day. That's just how it was back then. I'm like, put the wine down. I wasn't even drunk. I was just, at the time, I didn't think I was drunk. I probably was drunk. Um, so I put the wine down and I'm like, like conscious enough to be like, you don't want to hold a bottle of wine in the scene. Like, put it down first. Be classy. So I get down, put it down, and I'm like, hey, who'd I fuck? Him? 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 Dated him? Dated him? That was an accident! You know, which now I would call a little more than an accident. Um, but yeah, so it was just like, I was very open with everybody that I had like been with, whether I was proud of it or not. So like, it was like, why would I lie about the Dunbar thing? You know, it was like, mm -hmm. it didn't make any sense. So, yeah. Yeah. I remember they, um, they had that whole after show too, didn't they? When it was yeah. you, you and Dunbar. Just that shows how times have changed. <laughs> times have changed. Times have changed. Thank God. I mean, I feel like, honestly, MTV should be writing, like, sending me, like, an apology, like, a written hand letter apology. Um, I walked off stage. I've never walked off stage. Um, mm. You know, they were like, we got a surprise for you. You know, and I think it was Mark that was the host, not the his fault. He's not the one who chose it. <laughs> it was, right? I actually bribed him, and he was like, I, didn't, I don't remember that. I'm like, well, this is one of the most traumatizing experiences in my life. Um he you know i've gone there like we got a surprise and then like they asked us about the sex thing then they asked the whole like people on each person on the stage about the sex thing and everyone's like well i don't know i, I want to choose Ooh. you know 
uh, as if like they're all scared that Dumbo is going to be mad at him. Um, I'm like, use common sense. Um, and then the whole audience, like, well, before you came out, we actually asked the whole audience what they think. And everyone, you know, 98% of the people here think you're lying. And it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I don't care if it's 2009. Like, do I have to really explain how this is super fucking disgusting of y'all? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was also on their website, on the MTV website, uh, with a triangle, like, ancestral tree. And I was on the top being of all the people that I had fucked or kissed or anything. And then a chain of everyone they had been with and everyone they had been with. So there was a ancestral tree with my face on the top on my workplace's website on MTV. That's so weird. <laughs> totally acceptable, apparently. Has your mental health ever been affected from the show? Like, it could be not only just from that situation, but just, like, you know, being on a show or, like, anything that you've had to deal with coming off the show with outside um, people? I don't know. I would say no. I would say no because of the way I've learned to handle it. But my heart has been really hurt. Mm. Um, my anger has gotten, you know, like there's definitely, you'll see me get heated during these conversations because I'm passionate about those things. Um, I think that a lot of these things had happened to me and the things that happened in high school because I'm here to help other people, um, men and women, I, I believe, like to help people grow through my experiences. Um, and so... I feel like I'm totally sane, but I, I am in pain sometimes for like the way that humanity can be to each other. And, um, I'm also really hard on myself. So like, I, I also know that like, I'm not perfect and I've done things that I'm not, I don't think are great too. Not saying it's as bad as some things that have happened to me, but I, I have some understanding. I, I know we all grow and I believe humans deeply are good people with fucked up issues. Um, and a lot of it is just the way that we like numb ourselves. And so like when people are like, oh, Kelly is too emotional. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, I have healthy emotions. And I think mm -hmm. it's fucked up that people look at healthy emotions even today and consider that unhealthy. You know, you're like, no, emotions are healthy. It's when you lose your emotions and you numb yourself out that we all have emotions. You numb yourself out. That's that's when you get mental issues. So I'm, I'm pretty good at processing it. Um, I did have some things happen in high school, like I said, that were really fucked up, really fucked up. And so like in my thirties, I started to really like, I noticed, I knew it was, in, it was fucked in my twenties and everything, of course, um, even at the time that it happened. But in my thirties, I think you can look back and, and feel more sadness for that young person inside of you that had to go through that you know, almost more like a mother to a child, like, oh, that poor kid went through that. Um, and so I have that for myself um, and for many others. But um, I, I would say with the show, it's it's just, it was a huge learning experience and it, it is hard to watch like people who should have been protecting me, like the adults, um, not do that. But I also think it's just part of the world we're in. And I think this world can be kind of sad Mm -hmm. high school was traumatizing for you oh yeah oh high school did some fucked up stuff so um i was in a smaller town in texas and i mean there was a rumor going around that i like fucked my spice uh principal 
like, and that's like the least of the problems. <laughs> it was like this stupid rumor. Uh, now looking back, he actually was a little weird. I didn't know the time, but like as an adult, I started being like, he did say some weird things to me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, because I would talk to him all the time. Cause a lot of the kids, I'm so used to kids being mean to me. Cause I've been mean to me since I was a kid. Uh, I came from California to Texas and I just didn't fit in. Um, like some kids would like follow me around like fifth grade, just be like, California girl, California girl. I would just get bullied all the time as a kid. And so I like, I kind of just got used to like keeping to myself, but it, I just, I don't know. I guess I didn't really, I don't remember it really bothering me. Maybe I did and I held it in, but I kind of just remember being like, all right, you get like three good friends and who cares about all the other nut jobs out there, you know? Uh, and so, but I, I know that I hung out a lot in the nurse's office and I hung out a lot in the therapist's office and I would try to like, so during my lunchtime, I usually hang out with the principal because I would just wanted like adults to talk to because kids were really mean to me. Um, mm -hmm. And like, I remember like my mom told me just even a couple of years ago, she was like, um, I, I don't know why she didn't tell me the time. She held weird things from me. But she said that the, um, the therapist said that I would come into her office in between like classes or like during lunch and just say I wanted to hang out. And she would be like, well, like, what's up? And I would just think, no, the girls are just kind of mean. I don't want to talk to them. It's just, it's okay. They're just kind of mean. And then, um, so she said she, like, followed me around, apparently. I didn't know it. And, like, she was, like, so she called my mom, and she's, like, you know, so I followed Kellyanne around because she said these people are mean to her, and I wanted to see what she was talking about. And she was, like, and as Kellyanne's just walking through the halls, these girls are just, like, yelling at her and saying all these things. And, like, she, they really are really mean to her. And I just wanted to let you know, as her mom, like, she's getting picked on for no reason. She's just walking down the hall. Um... And it just felt natural. Like, that was just, like, life. And I, I, I was the youngest, and my older sister kind of was a big dickhead, too. I love her. We're very close now. So I think I was, luckily, I think I was better that she was because it made me stronger. Um, um, but, yeah. And then there, there was some bad rape stuff, too, in high school and things. So, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. And then I quickly after did the shows. So Right, like... It, it almost seems like, because when I talk to some other people, they might have like almost like a squeaky clean sort of upbringing through high school. And then like the shows are like the main cause of their issues. Whereas like some other people, like with some of the stories you've just told me, it's almost like the show and like any like mental or trauma that comes from that is almost second to like what they've yeah. already dealt with in their real life. So yeah. almost in a sense, not that you're... You shouldn't ever feel glad that you went through it, but like in some sense, you almost had like a coat of armor on you going on to the shows to where like any of the stuff you dealt with there was just kind of like water under the bridge compared yeah. to what you dealt with in your personal life. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was, um, I, I probably will write about it there was some stuff like i don't know if you watched this new documentary that's come out i think it's on hulu i think it's on hulu and it's talking about like um influencers have you watched that and it's like a different influencer per episode and I've the heard first one yeah. starts off with swiffer girl and like she is like uh this girl in eighth grade oh so sad eighth grade who like masturbated with like a swiffer mm -hmm. and then it like got out it was in 2004 and like it just like got around all she was in new york and it got around like all the main high schools in new york and then even got to like la and like this poor girl in eighth grade instead of like feel protecting her because they didn't have the same laws they had back then and all this different stuff it like totally traumatized her she ended up being like and she had like rich parents apparently and like she's in jail now for all these different things it's a really interesting story 
and um, it's triggering watching. Um, thankfully, that never happened to me. Uh, no videos of eighth grade in the Swiffer, but um, you know, it is triggering to watch the things that happen and how people, you know, she just like she didn't leave the high school, she kept going and she kept um, being a part of it and like kind of acting like it didn't bother her. And I think she had to like convince herself like that it was okay and things like that again i'm blessed that that didn't happen to me and i I'm, I'm so much pain for that poor woman who dealt with that in eighth grade but other things happened and i remember these really couple really bad things happened and i had to be strong and i had to feel i felt like i felt like i didn't really have to be i just didn't know how else to be um that i had to show my face and pretend that they didn't bother me and i wanted to run away and cry but i couldn't because then they would obviously that's what they wanted me to do so then they would win and um and i think for years after that even some promiscuous stuff was just me trying to like make it feel like it was all my choices you know mm. um but it did make me stronger in a lot of ways. And I learned what I was able to do and what I'm capable of. And so I can be in a house with 30 people who hate me because yeah, like you said, like I've already experienced worse. They can't do worse to me than they already had. So yeah, I didn't, I feel like it gave me wings, but for some people it, it doesn't. And I don't know why I got lucky in that way, but um, yeah. <laughs> do, do you have a chip on your shoulder at all? For high school? Or, well, like, that you carry with you from maybe high school time? I think I have a, a yeah, a chip is one word for it. I definitely have a bad taste in my mouth from Texas in general. Um, and I also feel like I have a bad taste in my mouth from the way things were in 2004. And I think that that's a really healthy chip to have mm -hmm. because if I don't, then it would be like, I'm accepting that that's okay behavior. Mm -hmm. And we've changed that because it's not, and we're working through it and we're far from it being over. Um, and the same way that I, um, want everyone to feel respected and I want to make positive changes in so many more ways in this world. Um, I find it very important to make sure that we can communicate the stories that had happened to us because it's not something that should make you look bad or to feel bad about yourself. And it might not even be like pointing the finger at one particular person or group. It's not necessarily a man's fault or a woman's fault. Um, it's, it's something that's had, ha it's, it's, it's a long time generational issue that is slowly changing and the chip is more about humankind. The same way I have a chip on my shoulder for all the animals I see abused every single day i have a horrible chip in my shoulder it's just sad it, but that's human nature no it's not i don't know what the fuck it is it's some people's human nature and we have to be a part of it um and i don't know why i feel like i'm so different than a lot of people um but um we're all here for a reason i guess and so yeah i don't know i guess, I guess i'm getting a little deep but um but you're kind of making me go deep so you better just yeah you know i just think that like i just think that um yeah i just think that we have a long way to go and i i do have a chip in my shoulder not necessarily because of what happened to me it's just more about like how humans were treated 
Yeah. And, um, and I just want us to do better. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to take you down the. Oh, it doesn't bother me. I'm happy to share. No, this is. Yeah, no, this is. Don't want to bore anyone or anything. No, this is good for people that are watching. This is going to be helpful, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no. What? How? This will be like my final question because, you know, we, you know, (laughs) we we went on a long discussion about that stuff but um how, how close was the uh the ruins final like actually because we saw how it played out in, on tv but like being there yourself like truly how close was it yeah it was super super close the whole time except we had the timeout at that final um they had been there i think for a little bit like it wasn't like seconds time or anything by we, we were actually pretty far ahead for a while um I twisted my ankle on the very first start. You couldn't tell. So when I'm doing the balancing stuff, I was way worse at balancing back then because I didn't do yoga yet. But, and I'm on scoliosis, so I'm all like wobbly. But like, um, I had twisted my ankle right from the start. So that made it hard with the mud stuff and everything balancing. But we, we were still doing great. It wasn't until that very last puzzle, which I still don't really understand. It was like the jumping one. And Sarah and I couldn't figure it out. And that's where like having so many people's brains on it actually helped like having Susie and Evan actually figured it out together. And, um, and so we had a timeout and that's how we, um, we got to like the finish line was by timing out in the final part. So it wasn't like seconds apart. It might've been 10 minutes apart, but it was because of us timing out, not because we were actually going to get it. I I always wonder how different, that final could have been if like Brad didn't exit out from that. Um, yeah, I don't know how, how is he with um, puzzles? Cause like, honestly having less people and we are both so good. Um, like, I don't know if having more people would have helped us really. Mm-hmm. It was only having someone that could have figured like someone who was a little better at puzzles, which is ironic. Cause I thought Sarah was, but actually the puzzle before that I got most up too. So I was like, this is what you're supposed to be good at. Um, but she wasn't. I think he was a so, math teacher, so. She was a math teacher? Or Brad was. Oh, Brad. Nah, no, Brad Brad is smart. He really yeah. is. He, You would think he's not because he's just adorable and, and goofy, but he's actually incredibly smart. I don't know how he is at puzzles like this, but if, yeah. But then you're like, okay, well, would he have been worse at the balancing thing? Like, it's hard to know. Like, is he good at food eating? Like, we killed them in the food by, like, so much. And so it's like, yeah, I bet if we had Brad, we probably would have had a better chance just because if he could have done that puzzle. But then would he have been just slower than anything else? We don't know. Were you awake during his and Darrell's fight? No. <laughs> no, it was my birthday. Oh, I was right. passed that was, out. That was the he same had... night as the fight with Dunbar, too. Because I remember Brad came in the room after you and Dunbar had just got done fighting. and then. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he should have just mind his own business. But he was in a he was in a weird state because we were losing so much and so but wait come on we had casey and siobhan i mean it was just we had casey i think casey was actually she said she wasn't but i'm looking back i think she was actually helping out the other team just which would have been smart so it was like casey's very smart so i think casey was helping out the other team god love her um and so you know he was losing his mind and we did have a huge fight and i remember being so affected by that because at the time i didn't know brad as like anything other than like the guy everyone loves and mm-hmm. i was like oh my god there's a like, guy who like everybody loves is being so mean to me for no reason and uh and i was so fucked up but he apologized and um 
he knew that that he was just he was out of his mind that night and i was i was rightfully out of my mind as well being that it was my birthday so um not that i would ever do that again um but yeah birthdays so, on the challenge aren't fun no have you noticed everyone always loses on their birthday true it's fucked you just like it's so fucking weird he's like there's these like weird things that happen where you're like i don't believe in this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden it keeps happening and you're like it's a weird coincidence though so, you know mm -hmm. well, like a lot of times when like someone like leaves out of the room you probably heard like you don't want to sleep in their bed afterwards and it's like if you do that person usually is the next person to go home happens mm -hmm. a lot yeah yeah well, uh, thank you again for being so yeah. generous with your time today and being so, you know, obviously thorough with some of my questions. You know, we took kind of a few different directions on this chat, you know. Yeah. Quite a bit. So, um, yeah, no, thanks again for stopping by. And uh, hopefully in the future, you know, we'll have some uh, maybe more to talk about if you do another show. Yes, I hope I do. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Bye. thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too.